0: Is it time to see a new quarterback for the Auburn Tigers?
1: Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blacher. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen. Every single day, joining us on this War Report Wednesday, it's Mike G of the War Report, and Mike G. We'll talk about Auburn, Ole Miss. We'll talk about if they can win and what they need to do. But let's talk about the big topic that Auburn fans can't stop talking about. And I don't blame them. It's it's the quarterback position, and it was like this going into fall camp, and it kind of simmered down. But after what we saw against LSU, I think Auburn fans are are, are desperate. For more offensive production and the most obvious knee-jerk reaction is okay is it time for robbie ashford to get the keys to this offense
1: uh, yeah zach let's jump in the way back time machine for a second and go back to a show we did a couple months ago where a simple question was asked from you to me about who wins the starting job both of us agreed that it would be paying Thorne. yeah we, we agreed it would be Payne Thorne. as camp started fall camp started information started to come in that made it uh, indicated that the quarterback performances during camp maybe weren't going the way we thought they were we should we're going to go when we began the discussion about who would win uh, uh, who would win the job now Thorne ultimately ended up winning the job but sure. uh coming out of camp I could not get anybody to tell me that it was because he just played so well um, going into the season, it looks like what we've seen is a continuation of what we heard was going on during camp. We, you know, what the coaches It's hard to say what the coaches saw. Um, I think maybe now in hindsight, they were depending more about what they saw on tape in previous seasons than what the performance has been in practices in camp. Uh, Hugh Freeze has given Thorne a lot of credit in, in, in practice, but it hasn't translated to the games. So, so again, what we're seeing now is pretty accurate with what we, we you know the reports, the things my sources were telling me about how they were playing. Should we see a new quarterback? I think at this point, absolutely, uh, one of the reasons why we thought that they would he would win the job is because we agreed that Payne Thorne would raise the floor for performance yeah. in the quarterback room, and so far, no matter what why you think that is, it hasn't happened. The floor is effectively lower through six games over last year, which was terrible. Right. Uh, and that's a pretty amazing stat. To be on track to throw for fewer yards than Robbie Ashford did in nine starts last year. I, I That's not all on Payton Thorne. That's systemic. But also, you know, he has a role to play in that, which Q Freeze has indicated.
0: Right. And it, there's also just kind of an argument of it's not working. And you've got to change mm-hmm. things out when things aren't working. It doesn't matter whose fault it is. As a head coach, you've just got to fix it. And going back to what you were talking about with Thorne, I mean, when he got here, we didn't have a whole lot of things to base it on. We had to look at past film, which I thought was fine. Mm -hmm. And then his leadership, because that's what Hugh Freeze talked about over and over and over again about his quarterbacks is how much he values leadership. And and all that's great. But at some point, we've got to have an effective passing game. That's why you brought Peyton Thorne in here. You brought a veteran quarterback who started two years in the Big Ten, which is the closest thing to the SEC you could possibly Absolutely. get. Yep. He's used to playing the, the Michigans and Ohio States, which is the closest thing that's on par with, with the Alabamas and Georgias. And interestingly enough, you know, against Georgia, that was probably the best that he's looked against a Power 5 opponent. And maybe that's the approach with this coaching staff. If they choose to stay with Peyton Thorne, they say, okay, you've been solid at home. Not great, but solid at home. You got one more shot. You yeah. gotta do it at home this Saturday. And if you don't, that leash has to be so short on him if that's the case.
1: It's it's unfortunate, Zach. They haven't the cold hard truth is they have not trusted Payne Thorne to throw the football. Uh, what do I mean by that? At Michigan State, he was averaging about 30 attempts a game. He's only broke 20 attempts twice so far this season. He threw uh, 23 attempts against LSU, and I think uh, it was 32 attempts against Sanford. So I don't know how much stock you want to put in that Sanford game, but at the end of the day, he's averaging less than 20 attempts a game. So part of the yardage totals being so low is just the volume is not there for a 60-something percent passer. That's what he was at Michigan State, somewhere between 60 and 63%. That's held true. He's about 60% on the season, but if you lower the volume, you're lowering the ceiling for the floors because he's going to be a 60-something percent passer. Uh, they have not trusted him to throw the ball. I don't care what we hear from freeze and press conferences. If they trusted his arm, they would be throwing it more, not less than he did at Michigan State. So let me ask you this just
0: to push back and create conversation, Mike G. It's up till the third drive against LSU for them to run the ball.
1: Yeah. Look. Um. But the volume again. He it, it only ended with 23, and then look what happened the rest of the game. He only ended with 23 pass attempts. Yeah. So it, it. It. At some point, you understand that you cannot be one dimensional. But so just because you don't try, it doesn't mean that you cut that thing out completely. But sure. Still- the, the volume, the numbers say the volume is not there. So they, yeah. what they do, they went to they went another direction because every time I think they think they can do that, it has not gone well. The offense looked awful early. They couldn't move the ball, and they tried to get into a groove. Now, the coaches have to get out of their own way in some ways. They've got to get out of their, their own way in terms of the rotation of quarterbacks. I don't think it's helped either quarterback. Agreed. Uh, And they've got to uh, uh, get out of their own way in terms of the play calling Montgomery and freeze have to get on the same page It's game six. Right. You hire a veteran guy and you're not telling me that that the that the guy who coached RG three doesn't have a plan for a guy like Robbie Ashford. Right. So, you know, whoever's responsible for whatever the quarterback rotation is, I believe that it's freeze. But, you know, they've got to get that together, man. And, and over the last six games of this season, you need to find a way to field something that looks serviceable. And, you know, there is something owed to the fans, Zach. Let me tell you something. There is, when you make $6.5 million a year, you do owe it to fans to, to field something that is at least somewhat entertaining and competitive. Mm -hmm. And and wins and losses, obviously, in year one shouldn't be the thing by which he's judged. But I think you can judge the competitiveness of this team um, and the look of, of how prepared do they look? If these were close losses, I think fans would be over the moon excited about next year. But even recruits may look at what's going on and say they may be a little further than I would like from something that can compete and that will have an effect on them. So uh, hopefully they can get it together.
0: Yeah. I mean, look at the response from the fan base after the Georgia game. I I mean, instantly there was a lot of people upset, right? But then Mm -hmm. it's like, man, what if we're close? What if he took that step forward? It, 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 It felt close, Mike G, but now it feels like we're even farther away after that LSU loss. So what does Auburn do Moving forward, we discuss that in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. The Jace Case is their product. You can go to jacemedical.com to check that out. But they have uh, the Jace Case provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use. It's great for um for any kind of situation where you may not have access your medicine or standard prescriptions, or maybe, you know, in the middle of the night and, and, and your your primary care doctor is not available uh, for, for you know, another 12 hours or so. And you're like, man, I wish I had something to hold over this infection or this pain. Until then, you can handle that with a Jace case. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. You can get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code LOCKEDON. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is spelled J-A-S-E medical.com. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Frisky Whiskey, Frisky Whiskey, has been my place to go to for all of your spirits or your beers or your wines, whatever you're in the mood for, tequila, uh, bourbon, whatever it may be. I've got a lot of DMs about people going to Frisky Whiskey this season, and hopefully they continue to do so. It's right off of I-85, right when you get into the state of Georgia. Boom, you're there. You'll see signs pointing you into the direction of Frisky Whiskey, they've got incredible prices. They've got incredible selection. It's ten thousand square feet of everything you would want. Whether you're getting, you know, the the beverages for your tailgate, beverages for a party, or just, you know, your family at home, whatever it may be, head over to Frisky Whiskey. Just type in Frisky Whiskey in your phone's GPS. It'll take you right there. It's right off of I-85. As soon as you hop into Georgia, Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us today. I made this take to start the shows this week, Mike, and I I want you to either agree or disagree and we can talk about it. But I think it's more important for this coaching staff to pick one quarterback and give that one quarterback a chance to succeed versus how they've handled the current rotation of the quarterback position.
1: Uh, I would agree. Uh, going into the season, Hugh Freeze talked about Robbie having a package, right? Um, but they also have not really pivoted into him being more than just a package quarterback when he has entered games. Uh, against LSU, to to your point, I think that Peyton was given a chance to get in or establish a rhythm in that game. It did not go well. Coming out of the half, they started with Robbie Ashford, and I had tweeted out at the time you gotta think if they have any success moving the ball, Thorns done for the day, and you just see what you got with Robbie. Um, they did not go that direction. They they yanked him out, and I, I did not understand that. So, like uh uh trying to understand how this helps the development of either is really difficult. Um, and I do. I, I feel like if you know, Thorns your guy, you know, you gotta cut him loose, let him throw the ball and live or die with the results. If Rob because you're not winning. You're not winning anyway. You're only three in SEC play. Uh, Or if you've decided through six games that for a guy who started, has started two and a half seasons now at the power five level, if this is his floor, you move on to the next guy, you see what he can do because technically his floor, his floor is higher based on the statistics from last year. And what we've seen from Thorne this year, Uh, we know that, that guy can throw for almost 300 yards versus SEC competition. 337 versus LSU, I think 285 Zach versus Arkansas last year at a okay. 73% clip. Uh, you know it, it, whether he can do it consistently or not is another question. But can he do it? Yes, we know he can do it because we've seen him do it, and, and albeit with a hurt shoulder that a lot of people forget about. Sure. So uh, you know, I I I think they need to pick one and stick with it. But y- you need to, it's time to pivot to something that will get you through the end of the season and instill some faith in the fans, the supporters of this program, and the kids in the locker room themselves that they can win some games down the stretch. We talked a lot about the future
0: yesterday when Charlie Five was on. You know, he's a recruiting nut. So that was definitely a big part of it. But the messaging of, you know this staff. I mean, he talks about it a lot. You know about mm-hmm. talent, and he's going to get more talent, and like that's good. You know, building for the future is obviously. You know, we all knew this was part of it, but you know, I, I'd still like to see Auburn win seven or eight games this year. And for sure, you you, you just you got to think that the guys in the locker room are hearing him say all this, like, well, the talent, the talent, the talent, we love the game plan. It's about execution. Mm. And I'm just, I'm intrigued to see how that plays out. Mike, do do you think they're hearing it?
1: I know they're hearing it. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that again. I know they're hearing it. Yeah, I now, I, now I'm going to take you back to another show we did uh, where we talked about this very thing messaging. It was a few, it was a few months ago and at the time the message was still early, but I felt like, eh, like maybe the messaging here could be better. I expressed that on your show and on our show that the messaging can be, Hey man, we do need guys. I think everybody sees that. That's obvious. Um, however, you still have a team and players and games that you have to coach this year. And consistently talking about recruiting in post-game pressers and in-week pressers for the next game, I don't see how that helps further your cause this season with the players that you have, right? Find a way to get through this season, sure. You know, uh, there was a question asked at the press conference, Zach, about, you know, hey, so are we going to be a full RPO once you get the guys you want? Absolutely. But you know what? Right now you have – you got to coach the guys you have now and send good messages. This is part of of being a high-level coach. In, In year one of the Nick Saban era, not one time did I ever hear him say anything about talent levels. He talked about what they needed to do to win games and executing better, sure. But he didn't say anything about recruiting better guys. They lost to UL Monroe that year. Yeah. Everybody knows he had to go out and fix recruiting. He fixed it pretty quickly. But to, to my point is, is is that messaging does matter. And, and whole message board threads have been started about us just talking about the messaging being better. Uh, that message, when, when the coaches were tasked with calling the players' parents last week, or I think it was last week, or week before, and stories were being written about how great that was, I know that that was some of the feedback that they got from parents. Hey, man, the messaging here isn't great. Say something else. <laughs> you know, it, it's affecting
0: your yeah, kids. And, and, and I don't think he's like trying to, you know, belittle the guys on his no, roster. No, not at all. But because I think the fans like the honesty for the most part. I don't think sure. the fans are too concerned about it. And I think even bigger, I think he's talking to recruits. I think he wants recruits to hear that messaging more than anything else. But it's like the locker room's hearing it, they're talking about it. And for so. Sure. I'm curious to see what exactly that turns into over the course of season. I don't get the sense that there's any division or anything like that, but it is a talking point is kind of what I've picked up on. So is, I, is I'm interested construct- to see if anything changes.
1: Is it constructive or destructive? That's my only question. If it's not constructive, there's probably no reason to say it at all because at, you know, there, there's, you know, you've been doing this long enough, Zach, to know there's what you say and then there's what other people hear. Right. And people who are effective at sending messages and, and, and being understood, understand that to some extent, we're responsible for the gap between what we say and what other people hear. That's why you see, you know, clarifications go out all the time and saying, hey, I know this came off the wrong way, but I want to clarify my comments. You know, we've seen players do that. We've seen coaches do that. This is not an end of the world thing. But Mm -hmm. I do think that it can be better, and it can both further your cause in recruiting and further your cause in motivating this team now to win games.
0: I think it just shows how focused Hugh is on talent acquisition and the future of this program. And, I mean, you and I, I'm just guessing here, but I think a lot of guys are going to have to leave at the end of this year because I think this team wants to get younger. That's just a vibe that I get. Mm -hmm. Mike, and I think some of that will be mutual. I think some of it will be one side. I I don't know, but just looking at the future, the immediate future of this program, I think that's kind of where we're headed. So I'm interested to see if that messaging changes or not, and does it even matter (laughs) if it does change or not? I think all that's going to be a little bit intriguing to kind of follow over the next few weeks. So uh, let's tackle another big question. Can Auburn beat Ole Miss on Saturday? We have that next right here. Unlocked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is the best place to wager on all of your sports action. encourage you right now to head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Right now, new customers get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed whenever they place a $5 bet at FanDuel. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now's the time to do it. And I know they've been running that since the start of the season. It's limited time. so can imagine they're going to be doing that much longer. So be sure to head over and get this deal. You can use the bonus money on spreads, player pops, over unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon, and uh, of course, FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. They've got over 122 million parts for your car. With the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply eBay guarantee fit only available to us customers. Mike G of the war report, hanging out with us on this war rapport Wednesday, Mike G. I think we both believe Auburn can beat Ole Miss on Saturday, but the way I personally think they've got to do it is they've got to do what we said they had to do against LSU. And they were unable to do, mm. you've got to slow them down early to give yourself a chance. And on offense, you need long, sustained drives. Either of those things happened against LSU. Maybe it'll be a different story this weekend.
1: Uh, yeah. Look, they lost the time of possession against LSU, Zach, by nine minutes. That's way too much time for yeah. a good quarterback in this league to beat you up. up. Um, they can't afford to do the same thing here versus... Uh, uh, Ole Miss. Jackson Dart has been pretty good this season. I mean, he's sure. throwing the ball, I think, right now. At, I had it pulled up here at a 63% clip. So he's got 63.7% completion percentage for 1,600 yards. Zach, 12 touchdowns to two interceptions. Uh, his receivers have dropped nine balls on the season, so it's adjusted as well north of 70%. Uh, Lane Kiffin has done a great job with Jackson Dart, getting him in a position where he can make plays for this team. That's how his offenses are predicated. Like uh and so they're doing that. They have they know who they are. And Auburn is going to have to score points at some point to win an SEC game. Now, what do I mean by that? They have not broken the 21-point mark offensively in any Power 5 games so far this year. That's really disappointing. Um, I yeah. felt felt pretty strongly they were going to have to score 40 to beat LSU. I said that on the show. Um, People said, Mike G., you think LSU's defense is going to uh, – LSU's uh, – Auburn's defense is going to get 45 hung on them? And I said, yes, I absolutely think that can happen if you lose time of possession badly enough, uh, which yeah. is exactly what happened. That happened, so, right. The, you know, the, the game is – on. anything's possible on the planes. To, to answer your question, can Auburn win this game? Sure, they can win this game. Um, how are they going to win this game? Well, it's going to have to start with strong defense, and they're going to need to turn Ole Miss over and give this offense some short fields to work with uh, to pick up an extra 10 to 18 points on short fields and turnovers. Uh, And if they can do that, they can get over that 21-point mark closer to 30 and have a chance to win this game. Yeah, it's, it's different, right?
0: Ole Miss and LSU, they're similar as far as they've got really good offense and their defense is certainly the weakness. But the offense is good because of different reasons. LSU's mm-hmm. offense is good because they have an exceptional quarterback, a guy who I think should be favored to win the Heisman at this point. Yeah. Ole Miss is good. No disrespect to Jackson Dart. I think Jackson Dart's solid. But Jackson Dart's solid because he's Lane Kiffin's quarterback in Lane Kiffin's <laughs> offense. It's more of a scheme thing right. when you play Ole Miss versus just raw quarterback ability. And I'm excited to see what that means for Ron Roberts because mm-hmm. I think if it's scheme, I think Ron Roberts can roll with him. I don't think Ole Miss is like significantly more talented than Auburn. I just think their scheme has been better up until this point. But the fact that they're going to jordan Hare Stadium, a place where traditionally, they don't play very well. Ole Miss doesn't play very well during here stadium. Does that matter going into this? I don't know. But also, like, we know how competitive Hugh Freeze is. And this one has to mean something. This one has to mean something to him. And you- I think, I think that's worth a few points, Mike G. I just, <laughs> I really do. Will
1: Hugh Freeze be extra motivated for this one, Zach? Yes, I think he is going to be. Uh, Now, listen, we all know the story about why he left Ole Miss. I won't get into that. But ultimately, um, nobody wants to x to see them doing better than them <laughs> at the end of the day right yeah. so he's going to his he's going to try to put something together um now do i think q freeze is focused on a revenge game of sorts no i don't think that i think that's a thought i think he's got a team to coach now and he wants to win this game is it a little bit of extra motivation sure i think it, uh, it will be i think it would be for any coach so how does he accomplish that well you talked about something really important just now there. Ole Miss has found success not because they're supremely more talented than Auburn is. They've just got a better scheme, right? They're executing that scheme, and right now, what is Auburn's scheme? There's been a tug of war between head coach and offensive coordinator on this things that they've kind of talked about publicly. What can they put together? Can they put together a game plan that they can actually stick with? What we've heard consistently this season is, is that Auburn has gone into every game with one game plan. And somewhere midweek, something shifts and changes. And the result on the field has looked like what we've heard, right? Chaos, right? Or being unsure about what it is you want to do. So they're going to have to get that together if they want to be a team that knows who they are on offense and will do what it takes to execute that scheme, you know, within the parameters that Lane Kiffin has set for his players. Uh They talked about scheming something that plays to the strengths of the players that you do have. Auburn is yet to do that. Ole Miss absolutely will do that, but playing on the Plains is always an advantage, Zach, so don't count out home field here.
0: Yeah, and just the stage that could potentially be set if Auburn were to pull this one off and, mm. and have a... I mean, it's, it's Jordan-Hare Stadium. It's at night. It's against Hugh Freeze's yeah. former team, and despite getting absolutely throttled by LSU... It's a who's who's list yet again as far as recruits that are going to be on campus for this game. I, I think this is a big deal. I think if you win this game, all of a sudden you forget about a few things, and you. Yeah. I, I, I think the I think the the emotions of the Auburn fan base return to normal, as normal as the emotions of the Auburn fan base is, right? Because we all love it so much. But you look back and you say, you know what? We weren't supposed to win an LSU. It was bad. It was worse than we thought, but okay, that's an excusable loss. Same yeah. against Georgia. They haven't lost in a million games. Okay, we get it. We get it. a and that should have been better, but whatever, it happens. It was our first road game in the SEC, whatever. But then you're like, well, we beat Ole Miss. They are just outside the top 10. Yeah. We host Mississippi State next week. We can win that game. We go to Vandy. We can win that game. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? This season's going to be about what we thought are a little bit better if they're able to pull this off on Saturday. This is a big one, Mike G. This is yeah. a big, big game on Saturday. The players know it. The coaches know it. The fans know it. And we'll see if they all align Saturday at 6 o'clock Central Time uh, in Jordan-Hare Stadium.
1: Yeah, win this one, and you are going bowling, baby. Lose this one. Auburn and maybe looking at 0 for the SEC. Can't rule that out. Wow.
0: I don't know if I can't, agree with that. I yeah, don't think I hold agree that with out. that. I think you beat Mississippi State regardless. I think you beat Vandy regardless, but that's mm, interesting. Maybe. Emotionally, that's going to hurt, uh, is, yeah. is I think what your point is. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Mike G, how can people check out everything you guys have going on?
1: Uh, Check us out at the War Report. We've got lots of great content coming for you guys. Film reviews, Fireside with the War Report is not done. Basketball season is almost here. We're going to be bringing you guys lots of great content uh, from the basketball squad. I spent some time at both women's and men's practice yesterday. Can't wait to see what those guys are going to do on the hardwood.
0: Yes, absolutely. Find all my written work at AuburnDaily.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.